and welcome to Molly Movie Club. I'm Anna Rutberg. And I'm Casey Miratori. And our movie today is In the Mood for Love, directed by Wong Kar Wai. I think this was the first time seeing this film for either of us? It was the first time seeing this film for either of us, and I had seen 2046. That's so random. I did not know that 2046 was a, like, I mean, a sequel is probably the wrong word. I can't remember the film hardly at all at this point, so I don't remember exactly how it ties in. Other than The Room, 2046 yeah. is featured prominently in this. I don't even remember if they're the same characters because it's been so long since I've seen it. But I I guess I accidentally saw these in the wrong order as well. <laughs> uh, I just don't remember 2046 okay. at all, so I probably should just watch it again. However, there are apparently like three movies sort of in this cluster, this being the first one, and then there's two others, 2046 being one of the other ones. I would be really kind of curious if the what the sequel is. Is it just like a continuation of... Because this is not the sort of movie that really has a sequel or, or more films. Do you know what I mean? It's it's There's not a lot that happens in it. It's not really about specific events, a sequence of specific events that happen. In fact, much of the movie, the the time, the, the way in which time is used is all over the place, right? Often we're seeing things before they happen. We're seeing multiple versions of the same scene. So there, there's like, there's the, the sense of time is really kind of like distorted in this movie. So uh, I guess I don't know. Uh, this is a weird thing to say, but when I... My biggest problem with this movie was probably the fact that it was in Chinese because I I struggled a lot with keeping track of what was actually happening in this film. Yeah. Uh, It was very, very difficult for me. And I think some of that was just because I really liked the visual. Like, I loved what this film looked like. Yeah. And I always wanted to be looking at the actual image. I agree. And, the, and, and having it, to read was... was It, it was yeah. a problem. It was kept pulling your eyes away from these beautiful images. Yes. And this was a huge problem. So I'd say like more so than, than most films I've seen that are uh, foreign language films. This one I just had a huge problem watching. And so it was really hard for me to actually take in the film as it was. I feel like I would need to actually know how to speak Chinese... Or listen to a dubbed version I know, or something. It's, it's so weird to actually like, watch this movie because it I was know. just it wasn't really possible for me to pay attention to the subtitles to the degree I needed to while still watching the movie. So I, I tended to just actually focus more on the images because honestly I didn't think the writing seemed particularly interesting to me. You could just turn off the subtitles and watch it. And honestly, I don't know how different the experience would actually be, other than maybe it's slightly better from an immersive standpoint because I I I I agree like I don't normally have trouble with subtitles we watch lots of films with subtitles but in this case I kind of agree he's really intentional in this movie about everything about color and framing and lighting and everything and you're like it's so clear that there's like a plan for where your eye would be drawn in any given frame and so when your eyes like constantly darting down to like read it's just it sucks because that's not what you want to be doing during yes. this movie. Um, yeah, as you said, I think, I mean, by far the strongest part of this movie, I think it's the reason it's so famous, is the the visuals. It's absolutely gorgeous. I don't think I, I can think of a film that does color better than this movie. Uh, the colors are yeah. just 
stunning and and it's so interesting because they're using he's using so many like rich colors well i think one of the things that i was that i felt like was coming through very strongly in this movie was that the it's sort of the opposite It, it actually reminds me a little bit of lawrence of arabia in this way it's kind of like the anti dune it's like Denny, Jenny Villeneuve. Yeah, exactly. Dune. Yeah. Uh, rather than trying to get an image by removing all the color from it, which to me I just don't like. I don't find that to be. I don't find monochromatic things to be attractive mm-hmm. visually. This was the opposite. This was like a ton of color and texture in every scene, but balanced very carefully and it reminded me of a lot of the shots in Lawrence Arabia where there's also a very saturated color it has a lot of color it has a lot of different textures in it um and you know I mean it's in the desert a lot so there's a little bit of color reduction there but you know you can look at scenes later in Lawrence Arabia like the uh, scenes in the giant halls of of uh when when they go to um Damascus right and uh it just it like I said I think I described it as like looking like a renaissance painting when Mm -hmm. we saw it and it, and it does. And this movie is similar. It, it doesn't have that. It doesn't look like a Renaissance painting, but it has its own kind of like uh, sort of almost more of a more modern painter, painterly yeah. look to it. Yeah. And it gets a great palette on the screen, which I think is probably, you know, I don't make films, but I imagine that's incredibly challenging, especially considering the fact that this was not using any digital techniques that I'm aware of. It was filmed before the time when you would have had a lot of digital color control. So presumably there was a fair bit of actual like this is roughly what the image was to be honest, I at think, the time. I think you can tell. Like I think that makes a huge difference when they're actually the the objects in the environment, yes. the costumes are a certain color, the lighting. Like he he uses lots of strong yep. colored lighting, lots of yes. yellows, lots of blues in the light. Purples. Purples. Which yeah. was weird. Like there's like literal purple lights in the scene you can tell because there'll be someone's hair. The hair the will black, have a purple yeah. highlight, which yeah. is impossible in the real world basically. Yeah. I mean it doesn't ever happen. So yeah. someone was actually lighting this with like a purple yeah, gel. And it, or, the know. intentionality behind all of the color choices, especially like for I've always struggled with color. As an artist, like, that's always, for me, been, like, one of the hardest things is how do you decide, like, what colors to put in a scene and harmonizing all the colors in a scene is, like, really, really difficult. And to to see these frames put together so gorgeously, like, they feel perfect. Like, every shot feels perfect color-wise. And there's so many colors in them. And there's a lot of sets, too. Like, in other words, the – it's not like, oh, we got one – we, like, worked really hard on this one set. It's like, no, pretty much every scene. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it's possibly not sets. I mean, some of these are baby locations that they they figured out how to do this to. I mean, I I don't know. We see a lot of the same – there's a lot of like repetition. We're seeing a lot of like the narrow hallway. We're seeing a lot of like mirrors yeah. and reflections. We're seeing that staircase that one, that staircase that goes down to the noodle shop. We're seeing that street outside where it's usually raining. Um, yep. We're seeing like the I mean intentionally I'm assuming right like lots of repetition of yeah. of imagery throughout the movie that he's really playing around with like time and you're never quite sure what's real or not real or like what's going on or what is their relationship with each other it's like what a person's memory of a of a series of events kind of feels like in your brain right where it's like 
you might run through a few different scenarios of like the way things might have gone or you've sort of lost focus of how things actually happened, but you sort of have this memory of it. And that even plays into the the visuals of it where it's like there's a real like richness and warmth and almost like heightened aspect to the visuals, right? Where it's, it makes it feel more like a not reality, like like a memory than it is like reality. I I guess my problem there is I just don't know. I mean, maybe that's true or maybe it's not. Um, I just can't really have a very strong opinion on it because it was really hard for me to actually track the film. Well, and it's not um, – I wouldn't say it's it's not clear. That's just my interpretation of it at the end, which felt right to me at least, was this man is looking back on this period of time and this is his memory of that period of time. I mean, I feel like – Again, I I wouldn't state anything too strongly about this film because I feel like I'd probably have to watch it again and I'd probably have to really force myself to concentrate on the subtitles. But even then, I think it would probably be difficult for me to really put it together because it's it's a very terse film and not being able to speak Chinese and understand the subtleties. I assume it – what is it in Mandarin? I don't know. But anyway, whatever language they're speaking – Without really understanding that language carefully, I feel like a film this terse, I'm just not going to be able to really get a handle on it uh, at the level where I would start to say, is this ambiguous or not, right? It may be that certain things are made very clear and it just, you can't really perceive that without, like, because in, in the, there's movies where things are spelled out very explicitly. There's movies where there's a lot of dialogue. Mm-hmm. There's movies where the dialogue isn't really, like, you know... Anything by Aaron Sorkin, for example, you can just read. You don't really need to hear it pronounced. Yeah, it's, it's all it's, in the it's script. It's all yeah. textual in that way, right? Um, and and or even maybe Quentin Tarantino. It's it's very much like on the page. And then there's other movies, um, and it's not a bad or a good thing either way. Like they're both styles of of doing things where there's just a lot of things implied, but they are there, and they're not actually ambiguous. They're just implied. Yeah clearly implied and i feel like i can't really get i i don't know with this yeah movie. I, I i totally feel that it is like the sort of thing that you definitely want to watch multiple times because on a first viewing it's definitely a little hard to know exactly what's going on and i i do think yeah you're right like not being able to speak the language uh is a part of it but it's not just that it's it's just the structure of the film right it's uh, you, you keep saying that, but I, again, I don't actually know that that's true. Really? I mean, you could pretty much just take this movie as a series of events that happen in order in time. And maybe there's one or two shots that you would say would be more appropriately not, thought of as imaginary. There's but, a couple scenes where it like straight up just does it. it they redo the same scene with a totally different... Like, it's like they imagine, you know, the character or whatever imagines that this scene is going to play out one way and then it actually happens and it plays out a different way. Again, that's possible. But A, that's like I said, when I said the exception of one or two scenes, that's rare. That that happens very rarely in the film. It's not like that happens every fourth scene. We repeat the thing three times. So maybe those scenes were imaginary, but everything else... Could have just been, these are the shots in order. So, yeah, it could be that there's 
something is playing with time here, but it doesn't really feel like that's conclusive. Yeah. And I'd have to, like I said, I'd have to have a much closer watch of it and really would prefer to understand the language better to uh, to be able to make that call. I would say that if you did want to say that this film plays with time at all, I would say if that's actually what they were trying to do, I don't think it worked very well. One of the reasons I don't think it worked very well is because it's linearly set up chronologically with title cards. So like if the idea of this movie was like we kind of want time to be amorphous and we're not really going to say exactly when things happen and when they don't and we would like the audience to – we would invite the audience to assemble those together as puzzle pieces in their brain, maybe accurately, maybe inaccurately. Maybe we'll give you some clues. Maybe we won't. There's certainly movies that do that. This movie didn't feel like it did that at all. Well, this movie felt like it went basically in order, and they put giant title cards well, up but, to tell you it, when and where things were. It was more like on the small scale, not on a big scale, that it was doing stuff like that. Like, you know, one of the examples would be he's in Singapore. Mm-hmm. She goes to Singapore to, you know, is in his room, takes her slippers back from him. And the order we find out those things happened is like the opposite, right? The first thing we see is him searching through his room, being like, I lost, like, where I, I'm missing something. Something is taken. Has someone been in my room? And the end of that scene is her taking the slippers. So, I mean, this is, it's just, there's not any, any, like, large scale, like, something that happened years ago is now happening, happening first. It's just, there's multiple times in this movie where, a scene is con- basically one scene is constructed almost in reverse. Well, again, this is why I say I couldn't say for sure. Okay. Because let's take that scene. There are three ways we could interpret that scene. And without a much closer watch, which as I tried to say at the beginning, I just couldn't get out of it this first time. Maybe on a second time I could. But even then, I'm not sure. I don't know. Here are three different ways we can interpret that scene. Way number one is the one you just said. We see him looking in his room. He tells the person who's in the hallway of the hotel that something has been taken and he wants to know if anyone's been in his room, right? And then we assume that we jump backwards in time and see the previous day and we go through that, you know, that situation where, you know, you see him receive the phone call at work and and she's the one making the phone call, right? Mm -hmm. So that's thing one. Thing two would be that actually there is no nobody has been in his room that he knows. Maybe a hotel staff person was in there and stole some the slippers or whatever. And what we see next is him wishful thinking, imagining or wanting it to be true that he gets a phone call that happens to be disconnected. And he imagines that maybe she's coming to his room during the day while he's at work. That's way two. Way three, however, is that actually it's just completely literally true. She comes to his room multiple times because presumably she's in Singapore for more than literally one hour. She comes to his room every day and on some days she steals things. The slippers were not what he was looking for in the first one. He was looking for something else. Because, again, the film never actually makes it clear that what he was missing was slippers. So it could have been that she just likes to take stuff from his room. That's just a thing that happens, right? So as far as I saw in the movie, there was nothing to actually let me know that this wasn't just 
literally a series of filmed events. I could mm-hmm. choose to interpret it that way. Yeah. Even the one where they show multiple takes of them walking down the alley and she says, like, that's not what my husband would do or whatever, right? That could have just been them, like, play acting. Maybe that was just something they did every few nights or multiple nights in a row. They would do this thing where they would sort of, like, play act with each other these things they wanted to try, Well, we right? already know that they sort of did that. They, there was yeah. a whole scene where they, they were trying to rehearse the the sort of yeah. her, her confronting her husband about having a, exactly. an affair. So to me, there may be things in the film on a closer watch I could pick up. But actually, to me, this could have just been a linear series of events. No playing with time. No repeat. Uh, no multiple versions of a scene. And there was nothing in the movie overtly on the first viewing to let me know which it was. I didn't like that, actually. I wanted it to be clearer because, to me, that's amb- if that's intentionally ambiguous, it's ambiguous for ambiguity's sake. Like, there's no reason. Like, you, you should let me know a little more clearly if this is supposed to be something that linearly happens in order. Because if you then just show me a movie that literally could have been happening in order... Why can't, why wouldn't I just take it that yeah. way? Right? I, I, it seems like a mistake to me. I think, I mean, to me, I think he, I think it's meant to feel, it's meant to feel sort of like not super concrete and tangible. But it does. I guess that's my complaint. It feels concrete and tangible to me. And I have to choose to interpret it otherwise because it could easily just be considered a linear series of events. Mm. If you just assume that those events happened in order, they can. And that, to me, is a mistake because it, again, maybe it's better when you see if you have the ability to watch without having to look down at subtitles all the time. So I'm totally willing to believe that there actually is no mistake and it's exactly right. But to me, I really didn't like that because I'm like, okay, A, you it really isn't ambiguous. You have to decide you want it to be ambiguous first before it becomes ambiguous. And then two, it's not very interesting that it's ambiguous. There isn't some well, there isn't anything interesting about the film that I could that in my head I'm questions I have about the film because of its ambiguity because there really isn't anything there. It, it, if those things were presented out of order, they're just out of order and it doesn't it didn't really enhance or detract from the mental space of the film to me. I mean, me. I think I think for me the only thing that the the thing that that does that sort of feeling like that time is sort of a little bit or not just time time isn't really the right word because it's it's sort of like reality right it's like reality is a little wiggly it's sort of unclear what you were just saying like is it is this all just happening and they're redoing the same scene multiple times like play acting or is it the imagination of one of the characters imagining the scene playing out in different ways like you don't know and i feel like that for me that ended up giving it this sort of dreamlike feeling of of a memory and maybe that's just not intentional or maybe that's not what it's supposed to be. I don't get the feeling that this is a kind of movie that has really strong, like it's supposed to be this. It's more of a feely movie than it is like a thinking movie in a lot of ways. Right. It's, it's a, it's sort of a a place that you're in and experiencing with the richness of the colors and the, and the visuals. Like you're, you're really just kind of, watching and and feeling more than it you're I think he wants you to be like okay where are we now and like what's going on and and I don't know I, 
I don't know, like, at the end of the day, I haven't seen the version of this movie where it's, like, the same the same shooting style, right? Like, the same cinematography and all that with a really straightforward, like, more straightforward narrative, right? Like, I don't know if having it be more experimental in, in this sort of way is better or worse. Like, I don't know. I'm but, not actually... So, just to be clear, the thing I thought was the mistake is that it doesn't really feel experimental to me. Meaning, it feels like you could just watch this in linear order, and it's not ambiguous. It really didn't feel that way to me. It feels pretty concrete. Uh, Yeah. Like, I had no trouble pretty much following this as a linear series of events that happen in order with no ambiguity about what happened Mm -hmm. at all. Like, when I came away from this movie... The only way that I could read ambiguity into it is if I'm putting the ambiguity in there and saying, what if this scene didn't really happen? Or what if this person wasn't really there? But the movie never asked me to make that decision. You don't think it asked you to? Not at all. Really? I thought the movie was could be literally taken 100% literally from start to finish. And but again, how do you – I mean, then what – because there's multiple ways to interpret some of those scenes, how do you then, – then Only because I'm coming up with them. The straightforward interpretation of the scenes works every time. So I'm just, again, unless I'm missing some things because it was hard for me to track. And so saying that it was ambiguous implies that the straightforward interpretation somehow doesn't quite. I mean, again, to to contrast it with something that that we've, you know, was one of our touchstones recently. You look at something like Mulholland Drive, there's no straightforward interpretation. You literally can't watch the movie yeah. from start to finish and say that these scenes happened in order this way because yeah. you literally see two completely different sets of characters played by the same actors and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's just – it's obviously impossible to take it that way. Yeah. So when people say the movie's ambiguous, I know exactly what you're talking about because it's like you have to – recreate something out of this because the literal version that you would just write down a description of doesn't add up to anything. It doesn't work that way. And that's great in the case of that movie. In other movies, it's bad. I mean, it depends which movie you're watching, certainly. Sure. In this movie, that that never happens. You can decide to make this movie ambiguous, and maybe it's better when you do, but I don't think it actually is. I don't think there's any Im- ambiguity inherent in the movie, meaning if you watched this, there's your brain can't just just interpret it directly. It seems like it's hmm. it's all there on the screen. And I'm never confused about what's happening between the characters or when it's happening or where it's happening. It was all very clear. And to the extent that you ever would have been confused, like I wouldn't have known that was necessarily Cambodia other than they insert – television footage for some reason it's on a title card so they they went out of their way to de-ambiguous they're like you know what you might have been confused because she has a son now but guess what you're not gonna be because not only do we put in title cards that let you know that time has passed but we have other people in the scene describing that situation for you it's like it goes out of its way to not be ambiguous yeah okay I mean, I, 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 I see what you're saying. Like, it's, it's never at any point confusing. Or even ambiguous to me. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I get what you're saying. Like, you can just be, you can just watch it straightforward, I guess. And in those scenes where it feels, because there's definitely times where, to me, it feels like you, you can't just read it as a straightforward sequence of events. It doesn't mm. feel right. But, okay. but 
maybe it's like, yeah, I guess you could. It's just kind of weird. Like, Is it weird? There's a scene where they say goodbye. Like, she, you know, I think she ends their relationship, basically. And the first time you see it, she basically just says, you know, I, I'm done with this. I, I, you know, we've become them. I really like that scene, too, where mm-hmm. she's basically like, you know, they sort of bonded in their situation of what their partners were doing and in the end did the same thing their partners were doing and so she leaves and then the next thing we see is that scene redone but she's sobbing she's extremely emotional and so i I would like to watch it again because i think i i'm I'm sensing that this actually is happening like a, a bunch of times throughout the film where one character's sort of romantic sort of imagination is like reimagining this thing happening in the way that they might have preferred or the way that is like pleasing to their imagination right i mean i guess and in the case of the slippers it's like maybe they were just stolen by housekeeping but in his head he's then imagining you know he gets this weird phone call at work where no one's on the other end of the phone and he's he's imagining like oh she was there she took them she she can't you know then whose lipstick was on the cigarette i mean it just doesn't make sense i mean so in this world, a person came in to the room, stole only the slippers, and then smoked his cigarette and happened to be a woman yeah, who was wearing lipstick? I, I mean, what? Or maybe she actually did come. That's why I say the literal interpretation is just basically works for the whole movie. Yeah. You, that scene where they say goodbye twice, maybe they just say goodbye twice. Yeah. No, it's right? totally I mean, true. It's like yeah. they also could have played out straightforward. I, I kind of like being able to look at it as though it played out in multiple ways. I think you you see that as like a negative, whereas I'm kind of I kind of like enjoy it. I don't see it. it as a negative. I see it as the way it was done was negative. For example, the thing with the stealing the slippers. Yeah. If that had been more ambiguous, there's no cigarette with lipstick on it. He just can't find something in his hotel room, and then he imagines that she's there. That makes sense, right? And you could do it in a way that was ambiguous, like, okay, maybe it could have really happened. But what they did is heavily clued that it actually is happening. Yeah. To me, that's a mistake. If you if you wanted this to be an ambiguous film, it's a big mistake to put in big, huge signposts in the scene that say, this really happened, if you want me to believe it didn't happen. Yeah. Um, and, like, I would say this is true of pretty much everything in the movie – we could imagine that there was no relationship at all between these two people. That would be one way to interpret this film, that it's all in someone's head. But they just go over the top with trying to make sure you don't imagine that by having her interact with, like, the old lady, and she says, you've been going out a lot, and these, right? They put in all these things to let you know, no, really, everything you're seeing just really happened. And there's a few times, just a few, where I didn't pick up a very clear in-scene cue that the thing was actually happening literally. But I almost imagine that if I went back and watched it again, that I could, right? Because A, it was like two scenes total. Just the one that repeats that first time, I thought could have been implausible, could plausibly have been imaginary because of that. But I might go back and find that actually, oh, wait, no, there's like something that clues you in that that really happened twice as well. So I don't know. I just can't get there on ambiguity in this film. It it feels very concrete to me. And the parts that you could argue are ambiguous, there seem to be tons of clues that they're really not that ambiguous. I think at the end of the day, I would like to see this again because I think, you know, as you you mentioned, having to read and it's being in a foreign language and it's, 
I do think it's the sort of movie that you probably need to watch a couple of times to maybe get a better sense of. Um, Especially now, like, I know who the main characters are going to be. Like, at the beginning, there's all these people, like, mm-hmm. moving around and doing things, moving in there where they're moving into the apartment. And I don't know who's going to be, like, the main characters, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm not picking up as many clues as maybe I should about the setting, about who's doing what or who's going to do what. And then, you know, 10, 15 minutes in the film, you're like, oh, it's a story about these specifically. Yeah, these yeah, yeah. We're not going to follow the husband. We're well, not you know going to follow I the actually, wife. Right? There's, some thing, um, there's some things that this movie does that I really like. Uh, for example, it never shows the face of the I love that the other hu- the, the husband or the wife. Yeah. You only ever see them from behind. Yep. And it's such a it's a, such a great decision because it's. Yeah. It, it's like others them kind of it keeps them yep. at a distance which is what they are they are they're at a distance right they're far yep. away they're they're kind of like that's sort of the problem with our two main characters is right they like can't they yep. can't really see this person yep and uh and then it also it also humanizes our two main characters where you have like you know an emotional fair kind of developing and you're really sympathize you, you sympathize you don't have like negative feelings about it, right? And I think it's also because of that sort of like pushing away of their partners. There's also the great scene where she's doing the sort of rehearsing that the exchange with um like pretending that she's she's confronting her husband about having an affair. And when you actually first see that scene, his the back of his head is to you and you think she's actually confronting her husband. Right, and the whole thing kind of plays out. Oh, and then I it, never, I get, I never thought that. Oh, really? I, I did because it was the back of his head, and that's how he'd only ever been shot before. Okay. So I thought she was actually confronting her husband, and then it like the camera flips around, and you, okay, you yeah. see that that it's uh, it's actually just the main character guy. Okay. Um, I I thought she was actually confronting her husband because of the way it was shot because. It was always shooting the partners from the back of the head, and it was so clearly like the back of his head, and I just thought oh, this is her husband, because this is, like, how we show her husband. Well, that's also, I mean, again, that scene, and I think there's some other clues in there, too. That scene, like I said, is a great example of why this movie deambiguifies itself. Even the scene where we see something play out twice in the alley there, where we explicitly see it play out twice with cuts, Mm -hmm. we later get the information that these people like to rehearse things multiple times, and it's just like, so that could even just be... Totally literal. It could be. It could and be I, that they that they they play it out one time and then they play it out another time. Which is how I took it because yeah, that seems tot- to be what the movie is. No, but it's it's overt, right? Yeah. They should have, if you wanted this to be an ambiguous feeling movie, the scene where they rehearse the leaving the husband twice, there should have been a cut there. It shouldn't have been clear to you that that was them actually doing it twice. That's how you make an ambiguous film. This movie feels concrete not because I'm choosing to do it that way. I think because it sabotages its ambiguity. It it keeps telling you, no, this is just literal. It's literal. Yeah. And it I, keeps putting yeah. information on the screen that tells you it's literal. Yeah. I, I mean, I suppose that is where some of the feeling of sort of confusion comes from is... Well, lack of confusion on my part, but... Yeah, I don't know if I, I... I definitely didn't feel like things were as concrete as you think they feel. I, I didn't... I like the I, visual style was more, like... Surreal. Dreamlike, dreamlike and yeah. surreal because they, you know, constantly tried to have very unusual, you know, placement of the camera. The, the camera chose to move through objects or behind things. Well, and a lot of reflections, slowly, a lot of mirrors. And... Reflections, you know. 
And uh, so I definitely think that the feeling of of watching the movie is more dreamlike and that part works very well. Yeah, I, I just me- don't think the storytelling actually works very interestingly or well as ambiguity because it's A, feels self-sabotaging and B, who cares? It's not a story that feels like the ambiguity is interesting at all. Yeah. Like, like another way to put it would be, I felt like there was a lot of richness when we go back to something like Mulholland Drive. Thinking about that film as different things, meaning different things or having different effects or how I put it together in my head, there's a richness to that. I feel like I'm getting something out of thinking about, oh, but what about that scene? And does that change how I feel about this? Or why did I feel this way about watching this scene? Was it because these other scenes and how did they work? It's all valuable. Like, I'm not wasting my time considering it. In this movie, who cares? Who cares if that was... It wouldn't matter, right? So storytelling-wise, it just doesn't... Do the literal interpretation is as good as any. And at that point, it just... It doesn't feel like a very ambiguous movie. To be ambiguous mentally, there has to be a, a question or a difference. Something that I would grapple with where the ambiguity means something. Right. It has to make it so that I care whether those two scenes actually happened or whether they were in his imagination. But it doesn't matter in this movie. It wouldn't change it at all if you told me one way or the other. If David Lynch came down and told me what the blue box was in Mulholland Drive, that's a problem for me. Because I have a way that I felt about all those things and the way I thought about them. And maybe not all of it is 100% tangible, but it works as a whole and I have a way that my brain processed it. If Wong Kar Wai came down and told me if those two scenes had actually happened or not, it wouldn't change the movie at all. There'd be no difference in the movie whatsoever to me. Uh, so to me, yeah. there's no ambiguity in it. It's just literal. I don't, I don't think I feel quite the same way. I think for me it felt... That dreamlike feeling came through a lot more for me Hmm. with this movie. It just felt, it felt more, maybe, I wouldn't say surreal because it's not really a surreal film, but, but I do think it did, it it came away feeling a bit like a dream or like it was this guy's memory. Like when at the end it's sort of like to me that, that was like a really satisfying feeling to kind of think back on the movie and be like, okay, like this this is maybe just this guy's memories and recollections of this period of time. Like to me, that felt like really satisfying. That would not be, have been satisfying to me at all. Why would a guy be recollecting the fact that a woman that he was like romantically interested in had a conversation with a lady from the apartment complex about how often she'd been going out or a conversation well, yeah. with her husband about ordering handbags well, before they met. Obviously, like, it don't make no sense. It's obviously not entirely just his recollection because we're, we see plenty of scenes that he's not in. Or so, that wouldn't be memorable to anybody. Like, there's a scene where he and this other guy are talking about him, like like the guy losing 30 bucks. There's a scene where he and that and the... Um, they're having they're in Singapore and they're having dinner and he tells the other guy the story about whispering something into a hole. You don't 
That's not – you wouldn't remember telling – like if you're like, oh, memories of my life. Remember that time I told another guy the story of whispering things? It's like, no, that's that's just basic screenwriting of storytelling. We had to include that scene because otherwise you don't know what's happening at the end when the guy whispers into the hole in Cambodia or wherever the heck he is. I don't remember. Cambodia. Yeah. I think it was in Cambodia. It's just like it doesn't work that way. Like like if if you wanted to make the claim that this was a, a movie that was well done about a guy or both of them having recollections about the past, I totally I mean I, guess, I cannot buy that even slightly. To me it's just that was the feeling I got. That was like mm. the feeling of, of okay. the movie at the end. That's that's how I felt, right? And as I said, I think I would like to watch this movie again sometime because I think when you're seeing something like this for the first time, you're just coming you, – you come away with feelings, right? More so than thoughts. At least for me, that's – Maybe. That's the way mm. I watch – I mean, we watch movies differently, that's right? That's true, too. It's like I'm not necessarily thinking about, like, what is the most logical sequence of these things and, like uh, – uh, to me, it's like, okay, what does this scene make me feel? It's – as I said before, it's not really a surreal film. Like, it's, it's not at not, all. It's yeah. not – it's not like Mulholland Drive. It's not trying no. to be like Mulholland Drive. It is, you know, it's pretty straightforward in what it's trying to show. It's trying to show this couple and their, or this not couple, couple, and sort of their experience of of loneliness and and uh, conflict, you know, within their sel- themselves. Like, 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 it's just. It's sort of a f- a movie about these bigger things, feelings, not so much about like maybe the specific details of a scene. But I don't know. I mean, to but me again, it feels like it was, but it was also like I mean, I agree. It's just not ambiguous. I, 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 don't, I don't know, know. that's I don't where know. I keep coming back to. It's I like don't I don't disagree with any of those things. It's just not ambiguous. It's very concrete what's happening to these characters, what they're feeling, and what they're doing. I think it's a real stretch to say that there's some ambiguity in what happened in this film because I don't see it. I don't know. It's funny because like, I feel like when I, I I came away from this movie feeling like the way in which it sort of played with time and like repetition. I mean, we see a lot of the same shots and scenes and locations like again and again and again throughout the entire movie. We see the staircase again, her going to get the noodles that we see like we're seeing the same stuff again. And it almost ends up in this like this rhythm of like repetition kind of thing going on that that gives it this feeling like that, that time is a little bit loose in this movie. And and like when we're seeing the scenes again or slightly out of order or whatever, for me, it all kind of just like came together to give this movie a mm. slightly dreamlike feel throughout. And. That's, I think, why I like the kind of general feeling of, like, a lot of this is maybe the imaginings or memories of these characters. Um, Because, I don't know, I came away from the movie feeling a general sort of feeling of of it not being as concrete, I think, as you feel like it was. I would agree that there's a lot of... uh, The way that the shots are shot and what they choose to show, like the fact that they choose to show going up and down the staircase and alternating who's going up and down the staircase, for example. Mm -hmm. I agree that it creates a very rhythmic experience, which I liked. I just don't see the ambiguity. That's what they were doing. They, each of them went to that place a lot. 
where's the ambiguity? What's the what's the other interpretation well, that they say, didn't go to get noodles? I, I mean, it don't make no sense. I wouldn't say it's ambiguity. Me neither. That's my point. <laughs> okay. Well, I wasn't trying to say it was amb- ambiguous, though. I was trying to say it was like rhythmic. Yes. That it, that it, I agree. That it it feels like memories, like. It feels like recollections, kind of. It's like, do memories feel rhythmic? If you, th- I mean, if you're thinking back to a period of time, to a sequence of events, you keep replaying them over and over again in your head. Okay, I see what you're saying. So the repetition, basically, the repetition is like, and the and the slight changes, right? Like the repetition and slight changes feels like memories. It's like you're Does thinking it? back to this 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 time in your life, these series of things that happened. And every time you, like, reimagine it, right, it changes. The only thing I can say about that is you could have said that about anything. Like, I could be like, Raiders of the Lost Ark, like, maybe they never, maybe the Nazis never did go to get that emblem and they just were digging in the wrong place because. And all those scenes were somebody remembering. It's like, sure, but I don't see why we would ever say that in this movie. I I feel like this... This idea was slightly reinforced by the last thing of the movie. What's which is what? The last title. It's like not a title card, but you know it would it put it put up a little bit of text at the end, mm-hmm. and it literally said something like he would his memories were you know he would think back on this and his memories were kind of distorted. You know what I mean? Like I can't remember. No, it said like lost. It was like they were gone. Right. It was like I they were slipping find, away. I'm sure I can't find it, but um, oh, you could probably find the last title card. It was suggesting to me that he couldn't remember it very well anymore. He remembers those vanished years as they're looking through a dusty window pane. The past is something that he could see but not touch, and everything he sees is blurred and indistinct. And I just feel like, you know, it's we're often seeing things shot through other things. We're seeing a lot of reflections. Like, to me, that all comes together to make it feel a little bit like, yeah, maybe a lot of this is just him trying to remember and and piecing together this period of time. But it's it's not. I mean, because we see so many things that he wasn't there for and that he would have no cause to remember. It, it, that just doesn't hold up. It just doesn't. If this was only shots where he was present or that you would plausibly believe someone would be inventing, right? Meaning... Okay, so maybe there's some that he's not in, but he knew about them happening or would imagine this to have happened or would have a reason to imagine this happening, like like a fantasy sequence or imagining him her confronting his her husband, things you could possibly the mundane aspects of her life that he would have no cause to remember whatsoever. And things that he would remember that have nothing to do with it, like his friend wanting to borrow 20 bucks. It just don't make no sense, right? Um, I mean, I guess it's just... It just doesn't make sense. For me, it still comes back to like, well, this is more of a feeling, not like a literal, this is his specific, slightly warped memory. It's like, to me, it just gives you this, it's just a feeling of a recollection or something. To me, it's more just like, we're seeing this period of time shot, you know, more or less as it happened, but kind of with the lens of memory put over it. Like this, it's sort of, does that make sense? Where it's I like, mean, if, if the argument is that there is an omniscient narrator who is remembering these events, not exactly, but knew everything that happened, but just kind of forgot them, like God's well, it's memory. Like, or it's like the director. It's like, it's like okay. we're, we're shooting, 
we're shooting this period of time. We're, we're you know, this this sequence of maybe fairly straightforward events, you might say. Yeah. But we're kind of tinting it certain color, right? We're like, yeah. we're we're looking at it through the lens, uh, like not a real lens, right? Like it's sort of touched by memory. I mean, maybe, but again, like, I just don't find that very interesting then. I mean, I just generally don't like things if people say they're doing something but don't actually do it. So if the argument is that it's supposed to be in someone's memory, then there should be a a lot of attention to detail in the shooting of the movie so that things all plausibly could be interpreted as someone's memory. And this film just isn't that. Like, I just can't get there, not even close to there, in this film because it's a very two-protagonist shot film. It doesn't feel like it's coming from someone's particular memory. I could believe that maybe it was both people's memories and that they're kind of like interplaying, right? And that's a little bit more. But there doesn't seem to be anything interesting about that fact other than the visual style, which I like. So I don't really need to think about it. Like it's not an aspect of the film to me that that I that has I, something to grapple with. Well, right? sure, maybe, and but I, you know, as I said, for me, it comes away more as a feeling, yeah, than just something I'm like concretely like I'm trying to be more concrete about it because I have to right, like right, put yeah. it into words, right? Yeah. But it, that's not how it actually. When I came out of the movie, I wasn't like thinking in words. You just kind of had this dreamlike feeling. This is like a general dreamlike feeling about this movie and the things that happened in it. Didn't feel quite real, right? I feel like a lot of that is just the filming style. Absolutely. It's just like anything that was shot in this style would feel a little off. It wouldn't quite feel like you were there, right? Um, It would feel more like sort of this weird... Because, again, it is... It's all that... You can't separate the sequence of events happening in the movie from the filmmaking style. They're, you know, they're working together. And so if if the filmmaking style is making you feel a little bit like it's dreamlike, that's information about the stuff happening on screen, right? It's not, they're well, not no, it separate. Doesn't ha- no, it doesn't have to be. I think that's my, that's where I part you, ways. You can come away with something and say, oh, it was shot in a very dreamlike manner. That is not information unless the filmmaker actually was careful to make sure that the content was also dreamlike. But I, I, Otherwise, I, guess, they're I, I disagree. At I completely disagree. Right? I, I mean, the way a film looks and is shot can can really make you feel a lot of things about the story that is separate from what's literally happening or in the script. Like they, to me, those things can't be separated. They because they give like the way the film is shot gives me a feeling, I, and that feeling pushes it. It puts itself into the events that are happening in front of me. It's making me think that these things feel dreamlike because it feels dreamlike. Yes. Like that's You can't separate those two things. Well, I know you can't separate them. What I'm saying is it's not information. You use the term information. I'm saying it's not. It's only information if it actually connects with other information in the movie. What it is is a shooting style that's applied to something that itself is not dreamlike. It is a dreamlike shooting style for a concrete movie and that is how i would describe so you don't you don't in the mood for love like you don't combine those two things i combine them when they combine when they work at cross purposes i do not the shooting style doesn't give you this dreamlike feeling so it's just two things that work at cross purposes that's not necessarily a problem i mean i you know i'm 
50-50 on this movie. I thought it was all right. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. But had this movie been a movie where they actually said, oh, we want this to actually everything to work as a whole to convey this feeling of memory, that would have been a much better film. Much better film than this film. Because to me, it was two different things happening in one film. It was a shooting style that was very dreamlike and wanted to be very, you know, have different tempos, have different, uh, you know, uh, have different cut styles, have different angles from what would be straightforward. But the screenplay is almost 100% concrete to me. So they they work, they're totally cross-purposes at each other, right? Um, so I don't disagree that it has a dreamlike feel, but to me that's not information. That's just we decided to shoot this dreamlike. I wonder if that's where we're where we're watching this movie really differently. Is maybe mm-hmm. for me it's like I can't separate those two things. Like the way the yeah. movie looks and the way it makes me feel is going to obviously inform how I'm interpreting what's happening in the movie. So maybe that's maybe that's sort of leading to the 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 Could sort be. of. Because, you know, we're just kind of not agreeing on this. So, I don't know. I mean... Did you like this film, though? I guess we didn't talk about that I mean, I think I I can agree. I I see. I can see where you're coming from, certainly. And I think I could could see this movie leaning a bit more into the idea of memory and, and sort of, like, remembering a period of time... The idea of things playing out in multiple ways. Like, I could see the surrealness thing being pushed. Because I agree, it's like, it's not heavy. It's, it's like, light. <laughs> Lightly spattered kind of throughout. I mean, and to me, so light that it almost could arguably be said not to exist. Yeah, I mean, you, right? could, it, you, you know? could just assume that everything is literally yeah. happening as is. And it's And that's it's too far plausible. to me. That's, that's too far down that yeah. road. And I and, feel like yeah. that fights with it. And I think, I, think, I think the movie's better if you don't interpret everything as literal. Um, I think it's, it's, that's what I wanted. Yeah. I wanted that movie. I didn't get it. Probably I'm liking it more than you because I'm sort of interpreting it that way. Um, I don't, so I don't think we're actually in disagreement much. I actually just think you're doing too much work on the movie's behalf. That's really what this all boils down to. I want the movie you're describing and I don't feel like I got it. You feel like you did, or at least you got more of it. I think I could imagine a movie that leaned more into that stuff and was more satisfying. But I mean, like, I th- for, for example, in that scene where the thing plays out two different ways, I think I like this movie more. Um, it's not how it's not the best example. It's just the one I can think of. Like, I would prefer it to be better than this. But I'm just trying to give a simple example. When they show uh, her confronting her husband, if it was the husband the first time, but was the guy the second time, but in the same room and the shot was identical. Something like that that lets me actually be like, okay, I don't know which of these actually happened. Just becomes a 10 times better movie to me. Um, I just wanted that. Like, I wanted it to be like, I wanted for once to actually not know what was happening. And I felt like this entire time I knew what was happening. And it was literal because there was almost no need for me to ever step outside a direct watch of this film. And... Like you say, the rest of the the presentation of this movie is trying really hard to not be literal and to not be a direct like, hey, I just POV'd this thing and here's exactly what happened, shot, reverse shot or whatever. 
And it's just, to me, it's just a wasted opportunity. It's like, all right, it's a great looking movie, but there's not a lot there for me to really be interested to take, to take away from. And that was a disappointment. Maybe on a second watch, I find out I'm totally wrong. And actually, there's like all this stuff happening in the shots that actually can't occur. Like, oh, those objects were in two different places and this was in the thing. And like, oh, and I'm just like, because like I said, it was a struggle to follow the subtitles and the and the visuals, maybe that's the case. I would like to see the movie again at some point to find out if what the, that is. And I just wouldn't read the subtitles. Yeah, just, gonna just look turn at the them screen. off. Just turn them off. Because I know <laughs> roughly what they say now, right? But I don't know. Well, in any case, I'd be curious to hear the opinions of the movie club on this one. Yeah, I would like to know what your preferred interpretation was when you were watching this movie movie club people yeah like and not just like what was your gut sort of feeling like when you when you came out of this movie yeah did did you you feel feel... like it was particularly concrete or did you think it was more like when you were watching it did you think there were just a few things in it that were like oh that was a little weird or were you like no it felt very dreamlike did you have trouble piecing it together or did you feel like it was very linear like like what did you yeah how did how did was what was your brain doing while you were watching this movie um you know, and it'd be interesting to see if there was a wide range or if it was all the same. Yeah, I would be curious too. So if if you uh, if you have an opinion on it, let us know. Um, but I don't think that, I mean it doesn't feel like there's much more to say. I would point out <clears throat> a few little details that I didn't like about the cinematography because that's the thing we sort of both thought was very good. Yeah. Um, I really hate the. It, it's, oh, it's, it's a slow mo. I it's hate slow mo, but not the but the like the like low, strobe, fr- low strobe, frame low frame, frame rate rates. slow mo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is the worst thing. It's weird on too because they do. He does slow mo. That's high frame rate slow mo. It looks great. Yeah, yeah. But there's like the rain falling. It's terrible, yeah. and um, I hate it every time in every film. I've never seen a film in my entire life. It's not like first person narration where most of the time it's bad, but there are films I can point to where it's good. <laughs> this is literally an effect that I have never liked. Freeze frames, freeze frames, and, and strobe, whatever, whatever you want to call slow motion, low frame rate. Yeah, look awful every <laughs> time to me. They're just never good, uh, unless like the only time I can think that you could possibly use these two is like comedy. Like freeze frame occasionally can be used for comedy, like in a Dukes of Hazard kind of way, and maybe that would work. Strobe, I don't think I've ever seen used in a way that I like. The other thing that I felt was really out of place. Because it was so weird and so inconsistent to me. Uh, maybe you didn't notice it, but I did. Is there's a scene where the two of them are talking uh, in a restaurant. And for some reason, there's a very, very fast pan from black to the left where the there's nothing on the screen. And then the guy comes in from the left, even though he's facing left. It almost felt like someone had bumped the camera. That's how... Hmm. Weird that felt to me. No idea what was going on the, there. The most memorable one for me is the panning back and forth really quickly between them, right? Like he talks to her and it was whoop, and then it goes back. Uh, that I, it, it, I mean, I, I agree pro- that was a little I weird maybe for a, this one, but I didn't have a problem with no, it. No, I didn't have a problem with it, but it was just weird because it's it never – it's like a filmmaking technique that he doesn't use anywhere else in this film. And it, and it didn't really suit it, it, the mood to yeah, me either. It, did, but yeah. it was so fast and so abrupt in a movie that's generally quite – kind of slow yeah. and and patient and so it was it was a choice right um but i don't i don't quite know if it really added anything you know i would agree with that nitpick but to me 
that was enough of a nitpick that I didn't care. This yeah, other it one, it, it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. It doesn't hurt the movie in in some. Like, it wouldn't have taken me out of it. Yeah, yeah. That weird thing where we go from like literally, I think it was like black, basically, to him in a pan. It was so weird. I, I was like, it might. I don't know if it was a pan or a dolly. It was fast enough. I assume it was just swiveling the just camera, turning, yeah, but right. I don't really know. Um, freaked me out i was like what the heck was that and there was no explanation for it it wasn't like oh oh that was we're you know we're trying to jolt you here and they didn't seem to be trying to jolt me so it just happened i so bizarre i was like totally freaked out no explanation for it so i didn't like that either maybe there's a good reason for it but i don't know what it was um other than that i thought oh uh and the other thing was I really liked the music, mm-hmm. but then it kind of just got a little too repetitious. Well, this movie does a lot of that, right? Like, um, th- there's a lot of... But noticeably, is- like, annoying. Not, oh, this is, like, repetitious. It's like, it's just annoying. I wanted this to be, have a little more variation to it mm-hmm. so that I'm not annoyed that I have to hear this song again. Yeah. It started out good and I liked it, and then it just, it just got kinda, uh, really overst- freaking annoying. It just overstayed its welcome. And, again, if that was... Um, try- it, if this was a story about a guy who's, uh, whose job is mundane and it's driving him insane and most of the movie is showing him doing this work or something, makes perfect sense why you would choose something that would annoy like the audience to feel it. But that's not what he's having this very <laughs> well, rich experience fair, with this woman. To be and, fair, like, you know. I don't, it never reached that point for me. Okay. I, I never found it annoying. I found it repetitive, obviously, <laughs> yeah. but so much of the movie is repetitive as we talked about before it it to me it's just one more thing that's kind of giving you that feeling yeah. right of of kind of like re going over the same sort of things again and again in your mind so anyway i think that's basically all we've got to say on in the mood for love i do want to know uh what what some of the movie club members think me too so if you're in the mood for commenting Let's know. Watch the new Wong Kar Wai picture in the mood for the comment section. So anyway, uh, next week's film, I believe, is going to be The Thin Red Line. I have not seen that either. Which is Terrence Malick. Yes. uh, Which I think will be our first Terrence Malick film on the movie club. Probably not the last. I don't know. Well, I mean, yeah, if, if if there's art film months... It's gonna be he's going to creep, he's gonna he's creep, gonna creep back in. on there almost he's cer- certainly, right? I mean, um, And Terrence Malick, I feel like, is in a similar category, actually, to Wong Kar Wai, which is really visually gorgeous films that are maybe the story part of it is, like, less important, but... Yeah, well, the what I mean, what little I remember of Terrence Malick films is, like, it's way more muted. Like, the, like... The story was front and center and in the mood for love. Like, yeah. It was in your face the whole time. I remember like uh, Days of Heaven, for example, or something like that as like it almost feels like the story is something that's happening to your right. <laughs> like, 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 <laughs> like somewhere slightly off screen is where the story is happening. Uh, well, right? all I was trying so, to say uh, really is okay. that it's, you know, two directors who 
are really, really skilled at making beautiful things. Right, but people are not necessarily talking people, about the story. When they yeah. Wa- yeah, they're like, <laughs> sure. the reason you watch a Wong Kar Wai film or a Terrence right. Malick film is because it's gorgeous to look at. Gotcha. That's why you're really watching it. I see what you're um, So, yeah, I'm really pretty excited to watch uh, The Thin Red Line. So we will see you back here again next week. All right, till then, everybody. Bye.